This is Passing Judgment, a podcast about the law and how it affects you. I'm your host, Loyola Law School professor Jessica Levinson. Think of me as your personal law professor as we navigate the big legal questions of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers. Hey, everybody, it's Jessica, and I want to talk to you about some breaking legal news with huge political implications. And I'm talking about the Colorado Supreme Court's conclusion this week that former president and current presidential candidate Donald Trump is constitutionally barred from appearing on that state's 2024 primary election ballot. I want to break down the case tell you what it means, and frankly, what it doesn't mean, and why I don't think this ruling will stand. For those of you who want a little more, I also wrote about this case for MSNBC. So let's get right to it. The Colorado State Supreme Court relied on Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. This is frankly not a section that I used to teach in constitutional law. It is a little-used section that bars people who engaged in an insurrection or gave aid or comfort to those who did from serving in federal office. Now, Section 3 is part of the Constitution because we wanted to prevent people who tried to destroy our country from within, in that case, during the Civil War, now we're talking about January 6th, from holding elected office in our government, which, again, is a representative government. We want to make sure that those who we put in a position of public trust truly do represent us. Now, Tuesday's decision by the Colorado Supreme Court, again, a decision that says that former President Trump is constitutionally barred from appearing on the ballot, this cries out for resolution by the U.S. Supreme Court because our nation's highest court simply can't let states create a patchwork of decisions regarding whether or not Trump is eligible for the ballot. Everybody, Trump, other presidential candidates, election administration officials, and maybe most importantly, us, the voting public, we need a clear answer from the Supreme Court about what the 14th Amendment says and whether or not it bars Trump from being president again. Now, even though I think the Supreme Court has to be here, this case has essentially arrived at the courthouse doors. The Supreme Court has to open those doors. But the last thing they wanted is this case because they have to enter the political thicket. And no matter what they do, they're going to make somebody deeply unhappy. There's no way to make a decision in this case without it looking political. Now, those who believe that Trump gave aid or comfort to those who engaged in an insurrection are going to argue that the Constitution is clear and he's disqualified from office and the Supreme Court has to make a decision. They have to stand as one of our last guardrails to protect us, to protect our democracy, to uphold the Constitution. But there are people who believe the opposite. There are many Trump supporters and they think and others believe as well that this is a question that should be left to the voters. They say unelected Supreme Court justices should not take this choice away from the electorate. Now, if and when the high court agrees that they will, in fact, hear this case, and again, I think they have to, they can't leave it up to the states where 
Trump is constitutionally ineligible from being on the ballot in Colorado, but he's eligible in, for instance, Alabama. The Supreme Court has to tell us what the federal constitution says. And when they do take this case, I absolutely think that they will reverse. This is a court that knows it is facing historically low approval ratings. This is a court that is still living with the drip, drip, drip of ethics scandals that I've talked about before on this podcast. And I think a majority of the court will believe that the best way to avoid looking like they're putting a thumb on the scale of the presidential election is to allow Trump to appear on the ballot. Now, even though legally speaking, I don't think that is the correct decision, but the court has meddled in presidential contests before. It was almost exactly 23 years ago, the Supreme Court handed down its famous and I would say also infamous decision in Bush v. Gore. And that's the decision that essentially led to George W. Bush's victory over then Vice President Al Gore. That was a five to four decision, and I absolutely think it ushered in a crisis of legitimacy for the court. The court halted the recounting of ballots in Florida, and that was the only path to victory that Gore had. It made the court, in the eyes of many, look like a political body. So now we have a different court, a more conservative court, and the question that Chief Justice John Roberts' court faces is... Essentially, which decision will put them in greatest peril? Not necessarily, I think, just what does the Constitution provide? In a lot of ways, I think this decision is more difficult for the Supreme Court politically than in the Bush v. Gore case, because in that case, we had already voted. The people had weighed in. This case arrives before a single vote has been cast in the 2024 presidential election. The justices have to know that if they do uphold Colorado's ruling, it's going to look like they, again, not just put a thumb on the scale, that they threw their bodies on the scale, that they're taking away the electorate's right to vote. Now, a lot of people feel and they would be right, that Section 3 of the 14th Amendment is anti-democratic. It is anti-democratic. It was designed to be anti-democratic, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. I know this is an unpopular view, but Section 3 is designed to be democracy limiting because it's there, again, implemented after the Civil War, there to make sure members of the Confederacy cannot serve in office again, and it's there to protect us from ourselves. It's there when the other guardrails fail, and it's there when the last stop to prevent somebody who's trying to destroy our government or giving aid or comfort to those who do from serving in government. It's one of the very rare circumstances where I think it is appropriate for federal judges to say, we're taking this person off the ballot. Now, again, what do we need for Section 3? Section 3 requires that there be an insurrection. Section 3 requires that, in this case, Trump gave aid or comfort to those engaged in that insurrection, and that Section 3 actually applies in this case. The provision of the Constitution we're talking about doesn't specifically say president. There are other parts of the Constitution that talk about the office of the president. 
That's going to be one of the things that the court will look at here. And which brings us to the next point, which is, I've already said, I think the court will reverse, but on what grounds? So let's talk about those grounds for a moment. The court could decide not to reach the merits of the case at all and instead just find the case is not ripe for review. That's actually what happened in Michigan. A judge concluded in a similar case that the case wasn't ripe for review because Trump's name wasn't pending, was not yet on a general election ballot. And so this path would allow the court to avoid tackling the big substantive constitutional question. But what if the court does, in fact, reach the merits? Well, then, as we just talked about, maybe they'll say there isn't enough evidence that there was an insurrection, or there's not enough evidence that Trump gave aid or comfort to those who engaged in an insurrection. Or, as I said, and I think probably the strongest point, maybe they will argue as a lower court judge did in Colorado, that this provision simply doesn't apply to the presidency. Let's pause here for a minute. I don't think that would make a lot of sense. I don't think it would make sense that we're in a position where we want to make sure that those who are trying to destroy our government can't serve in it and that that would apply to, for instance, a county commissioner, but it wouldn't apply to the person who's trying to serve as the leader of the executive branch. So where does this leave us? I think it leaves us in a place where we don't know which legal route the Supreme Court will take to overturn Colorado's Supreme Court decision, but I really think that they will overturn that decision, in part because they want an off-ramp. They don't want to have another Bush v. Gore that creates even more problems, even more questions for their legitimacy. So I hope that helps break down the Colorado case and what it says and what I expect to happen. We're going to bring you a lot more episodes in the new year where I'll break down these legal questions and breaking legal news and hopefully help all of us understand it better. Wishing everybody very happy holidays. 